0: Good evening. Welcome to the second session of our conference. It's a wonderful day and a wonderful time to be in the presence of the Lord always and every day. We are so excited to have you once again for this wonderful session. God bless you. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this opportunity to be here at this time. We honor you. We love you. We adore you. We give you all the glory, all the praise. The honor and the thanksgiving is yours this day father lord take all the praise the glory the honor and then the power is yours today in jesus name i pray with thanksgiving. amen god bless you. you may be seated wherever you are nehemiah chapter 8 and the verse number 10 it says then he said unto them go your way eat the fat and drink the sweets and send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared for this day is only unto our lord neither be ye be, be ye sorry for the joy of the lord is your strength hallelujah so you realize that all the things there are things that we do to depict joy or to know that we have joy in a certain way how many believe that so Today we are continuing on the phase of the conference. Now, immediately after the It All Joy conference that we had, um, just recently, that was um, two, three days ago, yes, after we had that conference, this one also was following it because it was in the lane of the conference. Hallelujah. So, I want to tell you a brief story now when we went on a break for a while most of you would remember from the month of april to august so that was april may june july august that was five whole months putting the whole ministry year on hold. so when that happened i told you that throughout these months i was guided by the spirit and that is why september is the month of guidance. Because August was the month of ability. But September is the month of guidance. I didn't even announce the month of ability at the communion service. I announced it after we had entered somewhere in the month. Yeah. I announced it after we had entered somewhere in the month. So September was to be the month of guidance, where all these things that I was guided by the Spirit to write down, to come and share with you, I will do exactly that. Now, I told you that during that time, a lot happened. Things that you would not think that happened to most people at a certain point in time or in their lives, it actually happened. You wouldn't think that it would happen to me, but it did. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yes happen to me and it can also happen to you so that's why i want to let you know because mine is just um what do you call it a brushing off of it mine is just you know we are brushing off like we just there do you understand what i'm saying you are just brushing the whole thing off or you are just brushing upon it but when you actually come to understand that you know, when you actually come to understand the fact when you come to understand in your mind that you know um, uh, there is more to life than what I shared with you because I shared with you that look I tell you no media device is nothing in this current world that we live in who walks in town without a media device or something to communicate with you? that I didn't have maybe you may say other people don't have the life myself but I had this before. I had this before. So therefore, I have the privilege to. So if meaning that I had it, or I have the privilege to have it, then it means that I should be able to get it back. So that's one thing. But you have the privilege to something, or when you gain something, meaning it's yours. So when it gets taken away from you, you should understand or you should find out why it's being taken away from you. So you have the privilege to have the ability to be rich to be successful you have this privilege amen you have this privilege to be rich to be successful but it gets snatched away from so you realize that what certain point in time in your life you have so much money that you don't even know what you're doing with you just go ahead and share it but it gets to another point in life whereby it just ceases. it's like everything has come to a standstill everything has come to a standstill and you don't understand why you are not getting the whole point of why that is happening how many feel like that you are not getting the whole point of why that is happening amen so all of this is to tell you at the end of the day that the joy of our lives and of the Lord is our strength. When the Lord is happy, it means we are happy. And once we are happy, we receive of the strength that is of the Lord. Hallelujah! How many understand what I'm saying and where I'm actually coming from? It's yes. So I can tell you for a fact that the joy of the Lord shall forever remain our strength. Because I told you that joy is one of the things that We must never lose. Inasmuch as you are Christian, you are an individual, you are a human being, whatever you are, obviously all of us are human beings, but some people see themselves as something else. Or they are more like that, they don't see themselves as human They see themselves as, you know, objects. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Whatever it is in your life, you must never lose your joy. Because your joy is what uh, sponsors your faith. It is what gives a foundation to your faith. Because if you think about it, I told you this yesterday, and I'm going to go more into it today. Imagine you, okay, imagine yourself. Maybe you came from a home whereby Christianity was not so supportive. Okay, now when you come into you know the whole world or anywhere in Ghana then somebody comes to you maybe from an outreach, talks to you about Jesus Christ now such people put yourself in that kind of shoes even if you were born in a Christian home I also come to that aspect but even if you were born in a Christian home I want you to put yourself in that shoes where somebody has come to tell you the goodness of the Lord like something that I'm telling you now the, the, the same thing, except it's by a different person, and the person is on outreach. Amen. And the person has the right mind as to why is telling you or she is telling you what you need to know. Because the person doesn't want you to feel like a statistic, or the person doesn't want you in church, but rather wants your soul saved. I hope you are understanding where I'm coming from. Yes. So you should understand one thing. And let's put ourselves in these shoes. I'm setting a practical life scenario for us. So when this happens, what be, what then really becomes of us? When the person tells herself, is like, Do you want to accept Jesus Christ? What will be your answer? If you were in those shoes, obviously if you hear the good things of the Lord as to how the Lord will make you prosperous and save you from the snares, the temptations of Satan. Won't you be be excited to join Christ? Won't you be excited to join the work of Jesus Christ? Of course you would. You'd be excited to join. You'd be excited to receive Christ because you want Him to take charge of your life. You want Him to take charge of your life. So you'd be excited to receive Him. Yes, you'd be excited to receive Him. So that's another thing. You'd be excited to receive Him. So, it's the same thing. Your joy or your faith is based on your joy for it. Some, however, are moving to the other section where some people are born in a Christian home and at the end of the day, they lose their faith along the way. At times, most of us are born in Christian homes. Hmm? And what happens most of the time is that when we are born into Christian homes, it's like everybody is doing it. So, you too, you have to do the you know the same thing uh-huh. so when that happens there is one particular thing that we need to notice in that kind of scenario It's either the person will fall short or the person will not be really enthusiastic about doing the things for god they will do it but they will not have much joy for doing it therefore not appealing much you are joyous and if you are happy in doing the things of the Lord, going out to reach out for Him, going to save souls for Him, going on church events, expeditions, outreaches, um, you know, carnivals, festivals, and many other things of that sort. And when I mean festivals, I don't mean the traditional ones. When most churches have, you know, festivals that they have at maybe a certain location. There was, there is this event in the Christ Embassy, it's called Praise Festival. I think we, the one we had was either this, no, it was last year, uh, I, Boxing Day, last year Boxing Day. That was when they had it, and They went out. Believe me, it was beautiful. More than six hours, I'm telling you, more than six hours. We didn't even broadcast it for specifically people, but that was the whole point of what we were doing. It's a festival, so we are joyous of serving the Lord. So at the end of the day, we come together and we come and celebrate the goodness of the Lord that He has given to us. Amen. So your joy is actually the foundation to your faith. If you are not happy about what you are doing, you will not be able to do it with an assertive commitment. Because it's it's everyone and their commitments. We are all different in our own way. When it comes to commitment, we are different. But we are made one in Christ. But when it comes to commitment and personal, you know, relationships with God, we are all different. But when we say we are Christians, we are all one. No matter our tribe and our color, no matter where we are from, where we've come from, what we are today, where we are today, we are all one as Christians. That is what joins us together. But when it comes to the personal relationship, it's when there is a vast difference. Somebody can serve the Lord more than I do. Somebody can do greater things for the Lord more than me. You may see me as the most enthusiastic person for the Lord, doing the things of the Lord every time. But listen, I can tell you for a fact that there's somebody out there that can do even more than me. Yeah. There's somebody out there that can do more than I'm even doing now. This is like an underestimation to what the person can do. Yeah. So our joy is the foundation for our faith that's why some people they become those who don't or people who don't go to church they become like that why because they are not joyful about what they are doing you realize that some says okay i'm angry but they are not joyful about what they are doing they're not joyful about what's going inside the building, therefore, they will not go and they will not do it with the certain commitment. Everybody, in a way, one way or another, is committed to their worship or their mode of worship inside the church. Amen. So, that is basically what I want the picture I want to give you. But we, as Christians, we are meant to take the true joy to them because, despite the fact that their faith or their joy is built solely on their commitment, that is, different churches. And different denominations around the world it is also asked so mandate that we must take the actual joy to them so that they come unto Jesus you think it's every religion that they call christian that believes in Jesus Christ not really it's not really so when you think about it it's not really so yeah it's not really so are you there so, I want you to keep this at the back of your mind that the amount of joy you have to serve the Lord today will depend or will show your pain. Hallelujah. The amount of joy you have today will show how much of a painful person you are. Because immediately joy stops. Immediately joy stops or it's comes to a halt. what happens is that everything doesn't happen. It's just the same thing over and over again. And then it's not what we want. We want people who are excited to serve the Lord. When it's time to go out, they are always excited. That's the type of people that we want. We want people dedicated to the work of the ministry. So when we say the joy of the lord is your strength i want to make you understand one thing and one thing only it means that that is actually the reason why you are here if you are not happy if you are not happy to you know watch the things of god to listen to the word of god to do anything for the lord you wouldn't be here in fact you wouldn't know me and moreover you wouldn't be a christian moreover you wouldn't even know what we are doing right now. Or you didn't know what I'm talking about right now. But because you are joyous in the Lord, you have this uh, this conviction to do what needs to be done. Hallelujah. You have this conviction to do what needs to be done. Amen. So, you need to know this truth once and for all. That when the Bible says the joy of the Lord is your strength, that is your faith that is talking about. That is your faith that is talking about. So it means your joy depends not only on your prayer, but your faith. In fact, the prayer actually, the prayer aspect of it depends um, on the joy. Because if you are not happy to pray, if you are not enthusiastic to pray, if you are not, if something is not pushing you to pray, you. Pray, will you? There are some people like that. Nothing pushes them to pray. It's like everything is a circumstance. So, I mean, I mean, it's nothing uh, serious. You understand? Yes. There are some people for you. Never enthusiastic to do the things of the Lord. And you see those people. Sorry. They are the average type of receipts. So when it comes to the aspect of the strength of joy, today is titled the strength of joy. So when it it comes to the aspect of the strength of joy, we have two types of people who are always ready to work for the Lord. We have number one, the people who are actually ready. Hmm? We have the people who are actually ready to do anything because of how much they love the Lord, and how much they want to serve the Lord in his house. And then, we have the average Christian, which is not the supernatural Christian, which is the Christian who is doing any normal thing like any normal person, seeing anything normal like any normal person, hallelujah. Amen. So, there's the average Christian and then there's the supernatural Christian. So, when it comes to the aspect of the strength of joy, these are the two types of people that you need to know. And this will depict, I mean, you all obviously know which one has joy and which one doesn't. Now, who is a supernatural Christian? A supernatural Christian is somebody who has joy that can work in the spirit world which brings solutions to problems. So everything that a supernatural Christian does is not of the world, but is rather of what? It's rather of God. Because they are not, you know, limited by anything. They are joyous in all the do. They are always happy to serve the Lord. Nothing prevents them from serving the Lord. But as for you, the average Christian, however, I'm not calling you an average Christian. But I'm describing it to you now. The average Christian, however, is the normal type of person who doesn't take God very seriously. When they receive something in their spirits, they see it like in their mind talking to them. When they uh, see something or when they receive a blessing or something, they see it as an everyday thing. When they receive goodness in their life when they receive an upgrade. In anything they see like is due to their hard work. And at the end of the day, they don't read their Bible throughout the week. They only read their Bible on Sunday. And their life is to this standard. Not to the high standard that we want to see it. I hope you understand what I'm Saying there's a difference, a a vast difference between a supernatural Christian and an average Christian. An average Christian is somebody who doesn't really take the things of God seriously, who sees anything as lightweight in the things of God. So, even when they receive the words through prayer, they see it as something light, they see it as something light. Yes, hallelujah. They see it as something like they see it as though, oh, it's nothing extra. It's nothing to you know to be happy or to be extraordinary about. The whole point of the fact is that I've received this, so that is it. I came to church, I've received the word of God, I'm going home. That's what most people look for when they come to church. The only thing that they look for is that when they come, they get the word of God and then they go home. But that's not basically why you are coming. Are you not happy to stay in the presence of the Lord, whereby you will not even look at your phone or look at their time? Because most of us use our phones in church to write down it, but some, I know, they can't, they just cannot wait to exit the church. That's the average type of Christian. They are always not ready to go forth. They are always not ready to be that joyous. that enthusiastic. When they call for prayer, they see that any normal thing. It's time for another meeting again. Let me carry my Bible. Let me carry this, and let me carry that, and then I go. Then I look like a prepared person. You are not doing them. You are doing actually yourself. You are not doing anybody. You are doing yourself. The only reason why they are calling for a prayer meeting is to grow you up. The Bible says that he thus speaks in an un- an own. Un- uh, An unknown tongue edifies itself, But he that prophesied edified the church. It's to grow you because when you pray, you are edifying yourself. You are growing yourself. You are building up yourself strong. Then, the next thing is that when, when you are praying, you prophesy. You bring forth words that are going to help you to go to a different level of life. Meaning that you are prophesying unto the church and the church is you. So when you prophesy unto the church, the only thing that happens from there on is that your life becomes according to your prophecy. And when you prophesy according to the church, because you are the temple of God and because the church, you are actually in the church praying, or you are in the prayer meeting, what happens is that you are prophesying upon yourself. And upon the church So whatever we are prophesying Through no prayer in the spirit Is actually also In other ways for the church That is why we always come for prayer meeting Because you never know what God will tell you In any prayer meeting So this week that we've not prayed for a while It has disturbed me a lot But it's all for a good purpose Because next week Is all prayer into October Yeah Every This coming week is going to be all prayer till the month of October. And even in the month of October, we are going to be praying. Because I told you that we are doing bigger things in this coming month of October. The month of October coming is not the month that we had last year. This month is going to be different. Get ready. Hallelujah. Get ready. Because it's going to be big. And when it comes, don't say, I told you so. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, what I'm telling you is of great urgency. So, I ask you, which one would you want to be? Who would you want to be? The average Christian or the supernatural Christian? The average Christian who feels they are only preparing or showcasing, you know, their Christianity in the church. The average Christian who does not even have time to pray all in the name of their busy, they have a job, this, that, and so many other things that prevent us from praying. Do you want to be that type of average Christian who only takes their Bible up when they experience a problem or when they have a bad dream? Do you want to do you want to be that average Christian who only takes up the Bible when it's Sunday or when it's midweek service or when it's any other prayer meeting? Do you really want to be that average Christian? Do you want to be the one who is like just normal? When you ask, oh, I go to this church. You are not being enthusiastic about the church you are going to. Because you ask them, it's just like something normal. You are not making God happy. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So that should be in you. That joy that we are talking about should be in you, should be in your life. It should be in your life, and it should be portrayed. It should be shown. Do you understand what I'm saying? It should be shown. It should be shown. It should be displayed before me that this is your life. This is the life that you live. This is the prosperous life that you live. Yeah? It should be shown. So when it comes to joy, I think that's number two. I gave you number one which I'm sure I pinpointed on but did not mention the number so number one your joy determines the amount of faith you have number two I said when it comes to the strength of joy there are two types of people who help you to identify the amount of joy that they have which is the average Christian and the supernatural Christian and listen funny enough One thing is that the supernatural Christian is always ready to do something for the Lord because they they know that something is going to come out of it, both physically and spiritually. See, the more a person prays, the more the person reads the Word of God and remains in the Word of God, the more powerful they become. The more they read the Word of God, the more powerful they become. I'm telling you. The more powerful somebody is becoming, it means that they are reading the word of God, remaining in the word of God and doing the things of the Lord, staying there, remaining there, not in a rush to go anywhere, not in a rush, always having patience of the Lord, always having the love of God for His word and for His actions. Always having the joy of God to portray the joy that is the strength. To portray the peace that somebody is at with the word of God. This supernatural Christian has access to every different type of thing. Amen. An average Christian doesn't have access to supernatural things. So you realize that when they pray, It takes a very long time for it to work. Why do you think that, listen, pastors or evangelists are no different from the Christians that are around today Because we are also Christians. But the only reason why we've been selected is because we've been sanctified. Why would you say that we've been sanctified? Or if you think about it, why do you think we are like that? Because we are working in the supernatural. We are making use of the supernatural. That's why I said everybody is a pastor or an evangelist. They don't know it yet. So when somebody says, oh, I don't want to be a pastor. I don't want to be a man of God. I don't want to be a woman of God. I don't want to be a man of God. I don't want to be a woman of God. When you hear that, just say that. Nobody will tell you. But It will come. So, people who say or who delay the work of the ministry as the gift unto men, don't you want to be a gift? Don't you want to be a gift? This is why the Lord brought you here. This is why the Lord has saved you. He wants you to be a gift unto other men who are in the world. If I didn't accept the work, I wouldn't be here. For all you know, I would be sleeping. For all you know, I would be indulged in something. That when you hear my name, you will be like, oh, what a foolish person!" Had I not taken up the way, we'd be here, I wouldn't have ministry. And obviously, the Labyrinth Church wouldn't exist. All the other associating bodies of my ministry would not exist. So, is it because of your delay? Is it because of your... I don't want to be a pastor or an evangelist. Why somebody will die? Is it because of these your excuses? Why somebody will die? Why somebody will not receive the true joy of the Lord? Is this really your, like, is this your solid reason? If it is, then it's a very poor reason. And the Lord is going to ask you for that. He's going to ask you. Because he sent you here to do exactly just that. Who are you waiting to push you? Don't you want to give people true joy? I mean, look at the experiences that come out from serving the Lord. When you serve the Lord, it's a it's a whole atmospheric thing altogether. It takes you to a different level of life. When you serve the Lord, what happens is that you have all sorts of experiences. Different happenings, different events. Because every day the church is calling an event. They need you here. They want you to do this. They want you to do that. So when you do it and when you involve yourself, you become more of a supernatural Christian. So that is where my highly esteem comes from. Because I'm a supernatural Christian. And listen, when you become a supernatural Christian, that is it. The devil has no power over you. If we declare it as such, it won't. Then he won't have any power over you. He can't do anything to you. I told you, joy is a great strength that he has been trying to steal and snatch away from many people. Because the devil comes to steal, to kill, and to destroy. So if this is what happens, if this is so, then means that if joy is a good thing, then. He will come and steal it. Satan never comes. Notice this. That Satan never comes when there's nothing good to steal, when there's nothing good to kill, and when there's nothing obvious to destroy. So the only reason why he's coming at you, destroying your life, putting obstacles in place, is due to the fact that he are seeing something good in you. And there's a lot of good things in you. So don't allow the devil to take all of them away before you realize that there were good things in you that you could do and have. Because once they are gone, it will take a very, very long time before they come back again. It will take a long time before they Regain their consciousness back again. So, you have to take notice of these things. You have to take notice of these things. Make sure you have this at the back of your mind every time. Make sure you have this at the back of your mind. Hallelujah. So, today, this is what I want to share with you. This is the strength of joy. This is how powerful joy is. You may not understand it till you actually experience true joy in the Word of God. At times, I read the Word of God and I'm amazed by what is actually in the Word of God. Because I'm still learning. I'm not perfect. I'm one person. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'm one person. I'm not learning. I'm still learning. I'm not perfect. I need to know more things to come and minister to you. If I don't know things, I can't minister to you. So when you see conferences like this, or when you see catchphrases like this with a conference at the end, you should always endeavor to join. Because I'm going to enlighten you on just the word, And that enlightenment that I'll give to you will be for a lifetime. I'm telling you. Because a supernatural Christian is sharing this with you. A supernatural a natural Christian is sharing this with you. and you may be like, oh, you don't want to be in my situation whereby even on late nights, you know, you have to come and share with people. You don't want to be in my situation whereby there will be so many attacks. And you know that's why, that's one reason why people prevent actually the work of the ministry. Because of attacks. They are afraid to be attacked. I hope you, you read what was in the book of Nehemiah yesterday. You should go back to and listen to yesterday's message. That was the first day of the conference. You should go back and listen to that one Because I spoke on this. If you see the structure of the thing, there was a situation on ground. And they told them that they should go and eat and drink, make fun, have merry, all these things that we read in the book. We read it there. I did not put it there. I did not type Nehemiah and put it there. All is in the Word of God. When you go right now, you find exactly that. When you go right now, you find exactly that. The power of joy is such that it cannot be explained. There's only to a certain limit that I can explain the power of joy to you. But apart from that, nothing else. You'd have to experience it for yourself before you know how urgent of a message this is. Someone will say, Oh, me, I don't want to take up the work of being joyful, to go out and be and give something to man. In other words, taking up the work of the ministry. Meaning that, in other words, they don't want to go out to share the word of God. Why? You see, I tell you always that when it comes to evangelism, the devil is always on ground, on field, looking for who to destroy and to divide. And when it comes to evangelism too, this is a very very powerful tool. As to winning or emptying the souls in hell, and then filling them in heaven. So it's like we put a hose in hell, Extracting all of the people from heaven back into heaven, and he doesn't like it. Why? Because he feels that doing the wrong thing is much more nicer or brings joy more than serving the Lord. And it's not true. Listen, everything that is on this world is temporary, it will fade away. But when it fades away, it is likely that your joy will also fade away. If money fades away, it is likely that most of us are just will fade away. Now we will only see the true Christians when money fades away. We will see the true Christians when technology fades away. We will see the true Christians when each and every other thing on the face of the earth fades away. If they will go to the devil, Or stay with me and be there in all situations and in all times. Some fear attacks. Why is it that you fear attacks? Fear should not be a reason to. um, Fear should not be a reason as to how or why you should put somebody's salvation at risk. Because somebody's salvation is actually dependent on you right now. You don't know I'm telling you if you don't know then I want to let you know that somebody's salvation is actually dependent on you right now the person actually is waiting for you they won't say it because they are in the world now but there's something that you may say that will bring joy into the spirit of the person and when you the, the, the person hears it they will come into Christ because of you And that is what makes you a supernatural Christian. But they are scared of attacks. Now back to the evangelism thing. I tell you always that when it comes to the acts of evangelism, it is always a a, a battlefield. It is always a battlefield. It's always a place where we fight intensely. Oh yes. It's a place where we fight intensely. Because the devil is fighting for souls to put in his and you are also fighting for so to put in heaven so you put every sort of obstacle in your way yeah every sort of obstacle in your way evangelism is there Mm. I'm telling you the devil does it on so many occasions where we do not even realize it and it's a very serious thing you have to take notice of it amen it's a very serious thing Whenever you go out to evangelize, it's one obstacle or the other. I've told you so many of my experiences when we're doing Healing Jesus Nations campaign. And I even told you one the other day, when we're having a fight here at the Arena of Love Prayer. Just right here. I was telling you about that. And it amazed people so much. And I said no. If we are going out again this time, we need to prepare intensely, Because I feel we did not prepare. Although we prepared through prayer and everything, we are not doing much. We're not doing much. We are not, not doing much. We need to do much now. Today. That's why from this next week, we are going to start praying. All night, prayer, fasting, to caliber, Sunday, Barasha, Baragosta. We need to start praying. And everybody should be included in this. This prayer time, everyone should be included in it. No exemptions. No spots. No wrinkle. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So this is what I want to put your mind to. Just put your mind to it. Somebody's salvation actually depends on you right now. And you are there seeing that you are fearful of attacks. The joy of the Lord is your strength. So if you are really happy about serving the Lord, if you really think that you are so enthusiastic, if you really think that you are the bold one who can serve the Lord to that very extent, then go out and start preaching. Go out and start teaching people about the goodness that you've received from the Lord. Go out and start telling them about how good the Lord has been to you. Go out and tell them. Go out! Go out and tell them. If you are really that happy about serving the Lord, if you are really thankful for the life that God has given you, go out and display His joy. Go out and display your faith. Don't display your faith in your room and expect the Lord to reward you at the end of the day, because He won't. It will count, but it won't count as much as the mandate that He has given to us as Christians. You see, you are thankful for all that God has given you. Really? How are you showing it? How is it portraying? Or how is it coming out so far? Hmm? You see, you are praying. You are thankful for all that the Lord has done for you in your life. And you want to do something to express your joy. It's not the offering. He wants you to display Him outside. That's why you are here. That's why you have the Spirit in you. And that's why you have the Word of God to be your manner to know who you are. So that when you go out, you can also tell people about who exactly you are. So if you are really that happy about having life, if you are really that joyful about having life, then go out. Don't display it here, go out. Go out and start preaching. I didn't say when well, preaching the name of the Lambina. I, mean, I said start preaching Jesus Christ. I didn't say when to go to church. I said start preaching Jesus Christ because He has given you His joy, which is the strength of your faith. So if you are really strengthening, if you are really that born of a Christian, shining should not be an excuse to evangelism. The act or the actions of attacks should not be an excuse to your evangelism. should not that should be out of the league far out it shouldn't be there let me not hear that act right that's the only thing I'll see act right act right act right act right amen Act right that's the only thing I'll see do the right thing today. What has given you this joy? What has given you this peace? He has given you the fruit of the spirit, which obviously is portraying who He is and who and what He's like. So it should show inside you as well. So when it shows inside you, then you now go out and then portray these things, attracting people to His kingdom, bringing people into the atmosphere. God's will, life, and purpose for them. Somebody's salvation is depending on, on you today. But because you don't have that joy, which is not strengthening your faith to go out, you are not doing it. You are not going out. The world is the same way it is. Churches are sprouting up every day, but the world is still the same way because we are not doing much. You're not accomplishing much. The work is not being done right. So, as you've learned about the strength of your joy today, my prayer for you is that as you've learned about this, you will not keep it to yourself. And you will not just hear it and do nothing about it, but you will act upon it. You will act upon it. You will act upon it. Because the world needs saving. The world needs true joy. The thing of the world is not what will give us joy. You buy a new phone today, a month after, the joy will fade away in the new phone. It will be like any other phone you are using. So you just be swiping on the thing, then try to scan that. Although, I mean, you are thankful for it, yes. I mean, afterwards, you will see that you are just doing anything to the phone. So when it pause... You don't care. When you come back from work, you throw it on the couch, whether it falls on the ground, whatever, then it, you don't care. It fades out. Hallelujah. So the things of the world today fade out immediately. Hallelujah. The things of the world, they'll fade out. What they do, it is likely that you also to fade out. So you have to do the right thing. Give the people true joy. Joy that will not fade away. Joy that will remain there when, in trying times, in situations, in places, in seasons, where they need somebody to make them happy. That is when the joy of the Lord will show. That is when the joy of the Lord will become a stand and a solid foundation, a solid rock for their Christian life. So, as I've told you about this today, don't see it as any common thing. Go out and share it to somebody. Jesus Christ needs you to do it. God needs you to do it. I don't need you to do it. Because at the end of the day, you are your life, our account for mine. So if I'm doing this, why not you? And if Jesus Christ came to do it, why not you? If servants of God came to do it, why not you? If people and servants, people, men, women are doing it, why not you? How different are you from them? Are you more of a human being than them? i sorry I say I'm shy. Really? Is that really an excuse nowadays? You are shy to preach the gospel, but you are not shy to take a boy's number. You are shy to preach the gospel, but you are not shy to take a girl's number. You are not shy to say I love to a girl, but you are shy to preach the gospel. It is God. Who asked you If you did his work Not me Because I'm a human being like you We are all not perfect We are all not righteous But do your best Do your best We are made perfect As we read in today's verse In What was it? James chapter 3 And the verse number 2 We are all made perfect He is a fully Developed character And a perfect man In James 3, verse 2, let's read it in the, um, you know, Amplified Classic. James chapter 3, and the verse number 2. James 3, and the verse number 2. James 3, and the verse number 2. I want you to see something there. And I believe that it will be of a great impact to you, today, in this time, and this season. Amen. James chapter 3, the verse number 2. Amplified classic. I want us to read something there. It says, Can I know full screen? It says, For we all often stumble and and offend in many things. And if anyone does not offend in speech, never says the wrong things, he's a fully developed character and a perfect man, able to control his whole body and to care his entire nature. Amen. So, what is this verse telling us? It's telling us basically that when we put in the right words, we are made perfect. In the Old Testament it says nobody is perfect. No man is righteous. No man is perfect. But this is also saying something else. So we are in a new era. Amen. We are in a new era. Praise the Lord. We are in a new era. We are in a new era. So what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Are you just going to sit there and let someone leave the world without true joy because of your shyness? Do the right thing to you. This is all I can tell you. This is all I can give to you. I don't know what else I need to say to convince you. I don't know what else would push you outside to go and do His work. I don't know what else would push you to give His joy to others. He gives true joy. And He has made you an ambassador to go and spread out that joy. And you are there. You don't want to do it. So, this is all I can share with you tonight. And I believe that it will be of great impact to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Stand to your feet and let us pray. Let us thank the Lord that name. For, for all that He has done for us these few days. All the accomplishments, the victories that we've won. Barashak, it's all taken over our shape, it takes you. Riga Father Lord, we thank you. I praise your name and we worship you. There is none like pray the Slam compared to you. We believe that you sent your Son to give us true joy. In your word and in everything, we love you, O Lord. We adore you. We give you all the praise. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. God bless you. you may the seats